0: by 2 check check by two-way radios.com. recorded all this live rock hill south carolina it's the two-way radio show Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And Anthony Roque is out today. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about a feature commonly found on two-way radios called Vox. We explain what Vox is, its potential uses and limitations, and how to maximize its effectiveness when it's in use. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at TwoWayRadioForum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialist. Many portable handheld walkie-talkies, and even a few mobiles, include a feature called Vox. We often get questions related to Vox, and how it can be used with two-way radios for specific, and sometimes unusual, purposes. There are some myths and misconceptions about this feature, as well as assumptions about its use as a possible solution for certain applications. To ease the confusion, and dispel the myths, we must first answer the most important question of all. What is Vox?
1: That's, That's a great question.
0: Number one,
1: Vox is the worst acronym in two-way radios, don't you think? I agree with you there. V- Vox, uh, um, V-O-X stands, uh, for voice
0: activated transmit somehow. V-O-X, yeah. voice activated transmit. When I first heard of Vox, I thought it was like voice operated transmit. And in a way that, that, to me, that makes just as much sense because you're operating the uh, radio or the microphone, as it may be, by a voice. But it's not.
1: Yeah, I guess. You still have the X in there, which, you know, X, uh, that's used often for transmit and receive. Yeah. So I guess I'll give them the X instead of a T. But. Um, you can call
0: it Vot should be VAT. Should be Vax. Vax, yeah. Well, it's not to say we're anti vaxers <laughs> We we might be anti-voxers though, eh, maybe. In, in you yeah, know, in some in, in, some in most it's... cases,
1: I'm an anti-voxer. Yeah. Are you there's, really? There's a few cases. I, I guess I'm <laughs> pro-vox, but most of the time I'm anti-vox.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about what Vox is. I mean, in in modern use, Vox is an acronym, as you just said, for a voice activated transmit. What does that mean? Basically, Vox is
1: a way to use a radio hands-free that that's the essence of vox right
0: when you yeah. say it
1: boils down to that the, the idea is that you don't have to press the push to talk button instead you turn vox on and you you just talk and whatever you say immediately goes to all the other radios in your group you don't have to press the button it works sort of like a cell phone I guess mm-hmm. you you don't have to press a talk button when you're talking on your cell phone. Um, and Vox, the idea is that it works sort of like that.
0: So, in theory, in theory, uh, in, in what it does is it activates, in this case, the radio to transmit the sound of your voice uh, as soon as it hears it. It it, hear, it picks up your voice or it picks up a sound and uh, closes that circuit to To actually begin the transmission. Right. Okay. Now, this sounds great. (laughs) It it does (laughs) sound great. And I'm sure (laughs) anyone listening is
1: already picking up on uh, the fact that we we think maybe there's some limitations uh, with Vox.
0: Well, some people are thinking, wow, I could do all kinds of fantastic things with Vox. And well, yes and no. You got to think about
1: how... It is actually working and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Two-way radio is a simplex form of communication generally. You you can't listen and talk at the same time. So your radio, when you turn Vox on, it can't always be transmitting. Mm -hmm. It's got to decide when to essentially press that PTT for you Mm -hmm. to start transmitting. So when you activate Vox, it listens for a sound. And whenever it hears a sound that meets certain levels of, meets its criteria of a sound, it starts transmitting. And then you also have, well, when do I stop transmitting? I stop when I'm no longer listening to a sound. Well, sometimes you might pause in the middle of talking or, um, you know, there's a lot of things about the way
0: we talk that are going to complicate the way Vox works. Well, this is what makes Vox a really tricky thing, because it isn't just simply a matter of turning it on to get the feature to work and and just having it work. It, you really have to set it up properly. And there's a little bit more to it than that, because as you were saying, it hears a sound. It's not necessarily voice. I mean, the, the radio doesn't discern between what someone's voice is or what it sounds like and what... What right. other other sound sounds Usually like. Usually so,
1: there's some kind of like sensitivity setting where you mm-hmm. tell the radio, like anything that, that exceeds, any sound that exceeds this sensitivity threshold, push the talk button and assume you've got a voice.
0: And so for that reason, it's not really for loud environments because it can't tell the difference between what's a voice sound and what's extraneous noise outside.
1: Right. If so you're, if you're, you're on a construction site, your radio is going to be transmitting <laughs> yeah, all the time. Pretty
0: much. Pretty <laughs> much. Because any ambient sound can potentially activate it, any sound at all. So because of that, um, it's not necessarily the best choice for certain applications. As you just said, out in a construction site, not going to work too well there. Um, it isn't really optimal for use. Um, with a microphone that's built into the radio itself for that reason. Now, a lot of people think, well, I can just turn on Vox and I can set the radio on my hip and uh, it's just going to pick up my voice uh, and, and transmit when, you know, when I want to transmit. And it doesn't really work that way because um, primarily the microphones on these radios are not... They're they're not the greatest microphones in the world. I mean, that's just true of any radio. Well, they're they're designed to be
1: you. The microphone on the radio is designed to be used a few inches from your mouth.
0: Right. It's so not if designed you put to it to on your it belt, across a
1: room. it's not going to work. If you if you plan on keeping the radio on your belt, you're going to need some kind
0: of headset if you want to use Vox. Exactly. So as you're just saying, it's intended for use for the Vox headset. That's what it was originally designed for, more or less, and because of that. Um, just having it strapped on your hip and turning on Vox isn't going to be a great way to use it. You've you got to use it with a headset. The thing is, though, you can't just use it with any headset. It has to be a Vox-capable headset.
1: I'm going to say for best performance, you want to use it with a Vox-capable headset. I think that you could use Vox if you were in the right environment just with the mic on the radio. Like, uh, let's say you are...
0: Theoretically, uh,
1: yeah, like, let's We're say you, you're, you're sitting today. at a desk in <laughs> a perfectly quiet room and you don't care about, you know, maybe the first quarter of a second of your transmission getting chopped off or whatever when you talk. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it should work well in that, that type of environment, depending on the quality of the radio that you have. A, a good quality radio should, should pick, pick up something. what you're saying in a very quiet room where the radio is – somewhat close to your face.
0: But it'll also pick up anything else besides, you know, that's why it has to be a very quiet room. But getting back to the headset for a second, as I was just mentioning, it's really meant to be used with a headset. However, you can't just use it with any headset. It has to be a Vox-capable headset. And the reason is very simple is that a Vox-capable headset is going to have a switch on this to switch it into Vox mode so that the microphone is always open. Uh, On a regular headset, you've got that push-to-talk button. And some folks will say, well, you know, how come my I've set up my radio for Vox, I put my headset on, but it's not responding to anything. It's not working. Why isn't it working? Well, the reason it isn't working is maybe because you don't have a Vox-capable headset, where what that little switch does on that headset, it you switch it on so it bypasses the push-to-talk switch, keeps that microphone open so the radio can hear you. And if you don't have that, if, you're, if, if you just have a regular headset with just a push-to-talk switch, um, that unless you're holding down that push-to-talk switch all the time, the, the radio isn't going to hear you. There's nothing going through that microphone.
1: Correct. There, I believe the way it works is the radio listens for the sound. Mm-hmm. But if, with a regular headset with the push-to-talk, it's not even sending that audio to the radio
0: unless you're press, holding the button in. Exactly. So, you really want to have a um, a Vox-capable headset plugged in. Now, even so, um, you know, there are different, uh, well, I should say the quality of headsets with microphones built in uh, can differ quite a bit. So, sometimes you can get one with a really decent quality mic, sometimes not so decent quality mic. So, there's that. That's something else to consider the boom mic I've heard works
1: the best like if you yeah. have a boom mic with maybe uh, a sock to protect uh, from the wind or from maybe to screen out some background noise things like that uh, a little and it's right in front of your mouth those yeah. those seem to work really really well or as as good as you're gonna get
0: with, yeah I think that's Vox. probably the best type to to use for Vox now Having said that, you've got the headset factor, but there are a couple of other things to consider, too. Because Vox performance is also going to vary a bit by radio. Uh, it depends on the quality of the circuitry of the radio itself and the different levels made available for Vox. Because the Vox features in these radios... You just don't turn it on and off they have different sensitivity levels and you have to set it to the right sensitivity level and there's you sort of have to experiment and play around with it to find the right sensitivity level but it's also going to vary by radio now business radios for instance they usually have some very high quality circuitry for this and the vox sensitivity is going to be a lot different and their performance is going to be a lot different on a lot of the, business radios, particularly uh, the higher-end business radios, and they are going to be on a consumer radio or on, say, like a bubble pack walkie-talkie. Sometimes the the circuitry, the Vox circuitry there, isn't as uh, high-end or finely tuned. Mm -hmm. And uh, so your mileage is going to vary. Your performance is going to vary quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree with that. That, That's been my experience as well.
0: So that's why simply swapping one radio for another when you're working with Vox issues or dealing with Vox issues, that that can make a big difference.
1: Oh, sure. Absolutely. Switching to a better quality radio will Mm -hmm. give you better performance. But I still think that if you're having problems with Vox, chances are it's just... The, the technology, Vox technology, is just limited in general mm-hmm. by the simplex nature of the way two-way radios work, and how it, it essentially it comes down to it's detecting a sound, and it starts sending whenever it it detects a
0: sound, and that that's somewhat problematic. Uh, you're bringing up another point here, and that's that's where we get into the suitability of. Um, of Vox for specific purposes. Um, Vox is not a precise or perfect technology. And because of this, its suitability is not going to be just right for certain purposes. It's, it's there's There are some things that it's going to work okay for and some things that it's not really suited for at all. For example, some consumers I should say some users, attempt to use handheld bubble pack FRS radios equipped with Vox as, let's say, a baby monitor. Ah, that's... You know,
1: on the surface, that seems like a good use for Vox. Seems like a brilliant
0: use uh, for Vox on the surface. But
1: every radio manufacturer will say, never use a two-way radio as a baby monitor. But I think they're just trying to... Kind of covering themselves when they say that. And there are much better devices that you can.
0: Are they though? It
1: comes down to. I think. Well, I'm not telling anybody to use a two-way radio (laughs) as a baby monitor. (laughs) Let me me just straight up say that. Because there are better devices. If you want a baby monitor. Mm -hmm. Don't buy a two-way radio for that. Buy a baby monitor. You'll be much happier with it. But. Vox. If, uh, let's okay, let's think about it in theory mm-hmm. you've got a quiet room with a sleeping baby. you put a radio in there in vox mode and you want it to start transmitting when it hears a noise
0: mm-hmm.
1: That seems like an ideal case for vox, right It
0: seems like it on the surface, however, break it apart right okay break, well break it, apart. it down first of all, as you just said mm-hmm. I believe um two-way radios were not really intended to be used as baby monitors. Right. There there are better devices to use. Exactly. Like a baby monitor. (laughs) Like a baby monitor. And if you, you know, this
1: is the safety of your child, really. So, you you
0: know. Well, some some people want to say, hey, I've got this pair of little peanut-shaped talk about radios yeah, I, I use them 20 years know, ago twice a
1: year when I go hunting and uh, why not use yeah, them as
0: a- use it as a baby monitor I can save a lot of money by not having to buy an expensive baby monitor now granted maybe the baby monitors are are being oversold here in comparison to two-way radios I don't really think so because I think with a baby monitor it's Designed specifically for that purpose and because it's designed for that purpose. The circuitry is going to be a little bit different Sensitivity for that is going to be different and the microphones are going to be different Yeah, because- I think with
1: baby monitors now it's been a long time since I had a baby uh, <laughs> We're going 20 22 years it's been a so. long
0: time since your wife had a baby <laughs> I did some of the work too <laughs> <laughs> We're not going there. This is a family-friendly show, folks. <laughs> um, but it's been a while. But if I
1: remember correctly, baby monitors transmit all the time. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're always hearing um, always what's going on in the room. You're hearing the ambient noise in the room. If yep. the baby turns over, you can kind of hear that and uh, hear it. You know, hit the, the crib or whatever. If it's uh, you know rustling the mattress, you can hear that. And you, I think you want to be able to hear that. Yep. And those types of little noises like that aren't going to activate Vox. There's another thing, if, if the baby's older and it's move if it can move around from one side of the crib to the other, maybe it gets too far away to activate Vox on your two-way radio mm-hmm. if you're um in a even in a low sensitivity. If you, you planned on it the baby being on one end, but he, he's on the other end.
0: hmm Sure.
1: You, you're not gonna get the transmission when you want it. Now the baby's crying. It's probably gonna. That's an obvious one. Yeah. Yeah. You you would think that it it would activate it in that case, but maybe it doesn't activate it in some other scenarios. You know,
0: sniffling or choking or something like that. I mean, you know, it, it, you're not necessarily going to hear that. Now, with a baby monitor, uh, I believe a lot of them or most of them, if I'm not mistaken, uh, plug into AC power, so they're always on and they're not. Constantly draining a battery. I think there are, there right. may be some that are battery operative, but my experience has been that they kind of plug into an outlet, and you've always got them on. They're always, like you said, they're always transmitting, so that you can always hear them. And that's not the case with the two way radios. So the the, the walkie talkies are at a bit of a disadvantage there. The other aspect to this is some privacy. Now. Uh, I'm not sure what frequencies baby monitors are on because I haven't really done a whole lot of research with baby monitors uh, per se. But I do believe they probably use different frequencies than these UHF open frequencies on most of these bubble pack radios or, you know, like say a GMRS or an FRS or even a MERS radio on, on VHF. How probably something you know, in the 900 megahertz, 2.4 gigahertz, like that. a like a cordless phone. I'm guessing that. So you have a, a modicum of I don't know, a little security, a little privacy, and I th- I would think that you'd want that if you're monitoring your child on that. Uh, whereas you know on these radios, everything's kind of open; everybody can hear what's going on, and uh, I I would be kind of concerned about that. You know if if, if I was going to you know. be monitoring my child. I don't think I would want to be using a device I, that's I just know. that open.
1: Well, what's the child going to say that you don't want overheard?
0: Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't know. You don't want the neighbors knowing when, <laughs> I don't when your no, child I don't. I don't know. know. I just, I, I, I know. just have you, issues with you're, it.
1: You're, you are a little more privacy conscious than I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm like… Um, uh, I accept those terms and conditions immediately. Uh,
0: <laughs> I read all the terms and conditions. <laughs> stop it! You don't. Do that. <laughs> I do a lot of the time, actually. But um, you ever find anything squirrely in there? Anything? Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That on a, on occasions, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go into to here, but yeah, it's particularly with some some of the uh, podcast uh, uh, platforms in the past, yeah.
1: Just imagine Um, all the things I've agreed to over the years. (laughs) (laughs) I may not even have any children. I may have given them all away (laughs) to Apple or something.
0: But once again, though, you've got some things that are different with the baby monitors that the radios just are not really that suited for. So, it's really best not to do it. Just go out and buy a baby monitor. Now, I remember – here's another example. I remember – uh, not too long ago, it was a couple of years back, that there was a discussion, I think it was in the forums, someone jumped into the forum at twowayradioforum.com and wanted to do something specific. He It was another security issue. He wanted to set up a radio um, outside next to his car and then be able to listen and monitor it while he was inside the house in case, you know, because he was concerned about things like break-ins and things like that. So, mm-hmm. he, his idea was, uh, I want to use Vox to, uh, you know, if I heard somebody smashing the window in my car or walking around in front of it or trying the door handle or something. Uh, he wanted to be able to to hear that so he could, could be on alert for it. Um, once again... That's really more for a security system. That the radios really are not the best use for that, for the same reasons, many of the same reasons it, we already mentioned. Now, it might be useful,
1: but I don't think, again, that that is that someone would be happy with a radio for that purpose. Right? You know, right. There, there are better devices. There are better for devices for it. So, and I, I, the right I don't tool think it for would be the right be, job. You know, yeah, I I don't think that a radio is completely out of the question for that. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, you're going to be 50% happy with a radio as the solution. Whereas maybe a different product, you'd be 90
0: to 100% happy. True. And that gets us into um, the overall issue of VOX sensitivities we were talking about before. We started to talk about before, but I kind of want to jump back to that a little bit. And talk about how the sensitivity is different. It varies widely. And I have an example here because I ran some tests because this was another question that someone had asked me. I think it was in the blog one time. And they were asking me about the disparity with vox sensitivity between different radios. And he was kind of frustrated because he was trying to get the two radios to work with each other. And so I did a little – I ran a little test on myself. So I did this with a, a TYT THUV88 and um, uh, an ocean radio, a couple of ocean radios, and I compared the similar Vox settings. In other words, he was setting the Vox setting to usually they, they run between 1 and 5 or 1 and 10 or 1 and 9 or any anything like that in that range mm-hmm. on the different radios. It's going to depend on the radio. Um, but he was sending it to level five on on one radio and he was sending the other Branded radio to the same level and it would work fine on one radio But it wouldn't work well at all on the other and the reason is basically Because of the fact that well there are two reasons there one is because the circuitry is going to be a little, little different The levels are going to be set differently on those radios between what's a five and what's on you know, one and what's five on the other also the microphone comes into play Because some microphones are more sensitive on some radios than on other radios. Now, what I found, uh, and and I'm I'm going through my notes here on this. Uh, Now, the test was performed between a TYT-THUV88, and they were both, both, uh, the microphones were built into these radios, by the way, and uh, an Ocean, and a Midland, the three radios. Now, I use a digital caliper to measure the distance between the mic and my mouth at all times because you have to have this kind of close to your mouth when you're doing this with Vox. Now, at level one, it activated a maximum of three inches from the mouth uh, on the UV-88. In contrast, the Ocean model activated at uh, five inches and the Midland activated at six inches. So you can tell already that... The, the sensitivity levels were different. So, even at level mic- one. Yeah, yeah. Because, and it, it's not just the, the sensitivity level of the, you know, the different uh, circuits in the radios, but it has to do with the sensitivity of the microphones themselves. And when I tested using an earpiece with an inline microphone, the results were largely the same on all three radios. So, that tells me that that was, in that particular instance, that was probably the circuitry more than the microphone.
1: Yeah, probably the circuitry says level one needs this dB in order to activate. Level two is this dB. You could probably have them change it if you, uh, or they could probably update it and make it even more sensitive or less sensitive if they really wanted to.
0: But that tells you that there, there are multiple factors. You know, once again, in my test, Yeah, level one on a microphone, it was all kind of the same, but level one on a TYT
1: is not going to be the same as level one on an ocean, it's not going to be the same as level one on a Midland or Motorola or Kenwood, right? It's going to be different.
0: So, yeah, we're kind of setting everyone up with all of this information because with all this, uh, now we can get into how to actually make it work for us, how to use it, Vox, knowing the limitations knowing all of the factors going into it how do we make it work for us for our applications and that's where we get into using vox so okay. as we mentioned before vox works best with the headsets and the equipped for the uh, with mics that are vox capable and um you know as you just mentioned danny uh boom microphone is probably the best uh use of this and um and this is to help you want to make you sure that you're your application is an application
1: that's a good uh application for Vox. Mm-hmm. That's important too. So and we've already established that that using it construction should, site, uh you don't even try, right?
0: Yeah. Some, I mean, a it, high it, noise it,
1: environment. If you're working in a manufacturing
0: facility, um attached to the get, hip. Give it up. <laughs> just don't 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 try to do it when it's just attached to the hip and you're walking around. It just doesn't work well. Uh because any noise at all, um, caused by something around you is going to activate that Vox feature. So, you you have to consider that. Now, here's something else that I need to throw in there before we get into actually how to activate Vox. There is another factor here, and that is because it can be activated by any extraneous noise Mm -hmm. at all, you could have some issues with the FCC rules in that respect. Say, for instance, if you're if you're in a loud environment and they're playing a lot of loud music or something like that, which you're really not supposed to transmit music on the radio, for instance, and uh, and you're trying to use Vox in that environment, that could be a problem. You're actually violating the FCC rules doing that. There are other scenarios where that could be the case as well. But I, I use the music because that's, that's the more obvious one. Mm-hmm. But um, there are certain situations, certain scenarios, where if there are other noises that that you're not supposed to be transmitting, you know, like uh, retransmitting a radio broadcast. Let's say, for instance, in your car, and you've got Vox a- activating your car, and you're playing the commercial radio in your car, and they're playing some news program or the you know or music or something, and you're and that's getting picked up and sent out over the over the uh, the radio your radios that's uh that's a problem there so those are all things to consider if i bring my gmrs radio to a party
1: and i have vox mode activated and i leave it sitting on a table accidentally because i have to go do something else mm-hmm. right and it picks up a conversation between a couple of other people that are standing near the radio they don't realize it but they're transmitting are they in violation of the fcc rules for transmitting without a license mm. or is that on me for leaving the that's radio? that's a
0: good there? question that's a very good would question. you put them
1: in jail yes
0: or no well, i wouldn't put them in jail I mean, <laughs> I don't know. but i'm just saying uh, yeah would, it, it would could, you find them well the thing is if you're the the operator of the radio and other people are are accidentally transmitting and you you're not present Controlling the radio, um, that does violate your your license, and actually does. Uh, it's a violation of, of the terms of your license. You know, I mean, if it's a license frequency, and we're talking about license frequencies here, like ham or GMRS, I, I don't I, know. I, that, I wonder where that the line be an is. Issue
1: anywhere else? If I handed this other person the radio and they pushed the button and talked into it, mm-hmm. they're clearly responsible in that case, and they would be on the hook for transmitting without a license. Mm-hmm. But if I left the radio unattended, it seems like it should come back on me. I wonder if the rules are written in a way that it would be on me.
0: You know what, though, um, The FCC rules aside, potential violations of the FCC rules aside, there's also a, a rule about privacy and eavesdropping too. Because what if, let's say for instance, in your same scenario, You leave it on the table, walk away, and other people nearby the radio don't even know it's on. And they're having a private conversation between the two of them that's not intended to be heard by anyone else. And say someone else is listening and picks up on that.
1: Oh well, it is certainly That's a, a liability
0: issue. It's a there certainly
1: is. a social faux pas that would be on me for leaving the radio there that exposed a private
0: conversation. Could be a legal one too if if whoever's listening and and uh, you know if they know the people or whatever and it gets back or the people find out that that was transmitted around and and then they get back to you and they say hey you know uh, you were recording us you know does that violate wiretapping laws? Things like that. I mean, it, there, there are liability questions. There are ethical questions there. That for sure. I've I I got th- a great title for this episode. <laughs> Use
1: Vox, go to jail.
0: <laughs> always, always the anti-Voxer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I, I am coming down on the anti-Vox side of things, aren't
0: I? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, all that aside. Uh, knowing the rules, knowing the risks and the li- potential liabilities and, and everything and we, we else. We were talking Let's, about
1: sensitivity like, yeah. and using Vox. The, the main thing is to, to get your sensitivity right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yeah. where we were going? Yeah. Like, And that just takes a lot of trial and error. It's going to be try level one, try level two. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to figure out where does my voice need to be to activate this consistently.
0: And that's where we're getting into how to activate Vox, how to do it properly. So, um, I mean, the first of all, that feature needs to be enabled in the radio because some people, they, I've had questions from people that say, hey, you know, I can't get Vox to work on my radio. What are you doing? I turn on the radio. I don't know how to activate this. Um, well, the first thing, you need to go into your menu, the menu of your radio, and set the, you know, activate Vox. <laughs> set it to yes or no or whatever. You have to activate. It. If it's not activated, it's not going to work. You know, the, the good um, news
1: is, as bag of, bad of an acronym as Vox is, it, it is pretty consistent throughout the radio world. That's true. If you have a, a menu on your radio, it's probably going to be called Vox.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, uh, but that, it,
1: that is consistent.
0: It's amazing to me how some people can say, "How do I activate Vox?" Well, um, do you have your radio manual? Yes. You have your main radio manual right there. Yes. Okay. Well, turn to the section on Vox. Oh, it's in the manual. <laughs> Sometimes it pays to read the manual, and and it's not complicated. That's the thing. Now you said it does take some experimentation to get the right levels to get everything working. Yeah, you've got to try level one. You got to try level two. You got to you know you've got to get um, you got to dial it in. Yeah, but first of all, you need to, to activate it so you can try the level. So, that's... Once you get over that hurdle... Semantics. <laughs> once you get over that, that hurdle, the rest of it is uh, not too bad. Now, most CB radios and MERS radios and FRS consumer radios um, that have a Vox feature, and a lot of them do, um, you can usually do this directly from the menu and the radio itself. Um, not too big of a deal. And consult the manual if you do it. Most HAM GMRS handhelds on the market today uh, allow you to do it either from the menu of the radio or through programming software. So you can go into... If, if you can't work it out through the menu, you, or if you're in the programming software and you're programming your radio from there, you can just go into the programming software and usually activate it that way too. Now it's a little more tricky when you're doing it through programming software because when you're setting VOX levels, you can't really test. You can't really test the VOX levels until you've sent that programming to the radio and then play around with it there. So you know, a good deal of the time, it's just best to do it through the menu. The radio itself. One
1: thing that can cause people to stumble is the Vox switch on the headset. Mm -hmm. Like um, I can see if you have a Vox capable headset and you've got the Vox switch turned on, you can assume that you're in Vox mode. Yeah. Because you've turned a switch on, but you also need to activate Vox on the radio as well as the headset
0: in most cases. That's true. That's true. I, yeah, some people I think have made that assumption as well. Oh, I'll just flip this little switch and it's on. Yeah, it's not, and it should work. But it, in most yeah.
1: of the time, it's not. I think there are maybe a few headsets out there that have really advanced Vox capability, and they they handle all the Vox circuitry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since I've seen one of those, though.
0: I can't you know not give any examples right off. There is one caveat to um the programming and that is the business radios the business radios um most of the time if not always you have to set you have to set a box in the programming software. So um if I'm not mistaken I think most of the time it's done through the programming software. Can you I think it depends on the models like some of those um
1: CLS series from Motorola I'm mm-hmm. thinking that that's in the radio menu. um
0: could be. But yeah. I, I know I've seen somewhere that like the only way to set it up is you kind of have like either you have to set up in the programming software or you have to have it programmed. If you're having it programmed for you, you have to Definitely set it up. Definitely
1: with like the, the radios that don't have a display. Like a lot yeah, of business yeah. radios, they, they want them to be as simple as possible. So, if you don't have a screen and you don't have many
0: buttons. Uh, in a case like that, oftentimes a dealer is going to have to set that up yeah. for you. Yeah. So... There is going to be some testing that's required to get the level, you know, where you want it to be to make Vox work for you. Um, and of course, once again, read the manual. Read the manual. It's it's going to help you a lot. Um, now, there is one other item that we haven't really mentioned yet. There is kind of a sub-feature with Vox that uh, some radios have. Not all radios, but certain radios. Uh, and it's called Vox Delay. And uh, I'll let you take that, Dan.
1: Well, Vox Delay is, um, that's the feature that lets you decide how long to wait after the radio stops detecting sound before it cuts off the transmission, right? Like if Mm -hmm. you're uh, the type of speaker that pauses for a second or two in between your words, you may want to set Vox Delay to a, a second or so just so that it doesn't cut off yeah. And then have to
0: start transmitting again if you're still talking. That is an important feature to set if, if you have that feature available in your radio. But that brings us to actually how to use Vox in action. Um, it's not just a matter of simply talking to the radio and everything's going to be heard. There's a little bit of a delay at the beginning too because – the Vox circuitry has to first pick up the sound of your voice. It has to first detect that you're speaking before it actually opens up and sends, sends uh, your transmission off, which means that there can be a second or two. Uh, some, it depends on how quick it reacts, the reaction time for Vox. Uh, there can be uh, a couple of seconds between the time you start talking and the, the time that it starts transmitting. And what that can do is that can cause uh, the first part of your transmission to be cut off. But uh, there is I, there's a common fix for that. I think most people do. It's a, a quick fix when you're using Vox to uh, do a couple of things to actually, you know, make a noise first before you start transmitting. You know, it could be a couple of pops or it could be a Slight whistle it could be a you know uh, you could say a couple of words before you start or you could repeat the first few words when you're starting off you know just say hey this is this is you know and then, and then give your call sign or whatever you, you repeat the this is part to give the vox circuit a chance to open up and say oh okay he's going to talk now and then we'll send that off so that way you don't worry too much if you if you give some sort of a preamble one or two seconds of noises or, or, or speech before you actually are going to say what you're going to say, uh, then that ensures that your entire speech will get through. All right. So in summary, uh, when it comes down to Vox, with the right equipment and the right configuration in its optimal setting, Vox can be a viable solution for some hands-free communications. However, it's not a panacea for for every application or situation. It's just not built for some of those things, uh, particularly certain specialized applications that you think, hey, you know, maybe this would be a great use for I mean, you can experiment uh, if you want, but the results are not guaranteed. <laughs> they yeah, are I, not.
1: I think that's a good summary. I, I'll, I'll just echo that. Uh, Vox is a feature you'll find on most all two-way radios, even down to you know very inexpensive FRS radios, but Mm -hmm. it's probably not a feature that you're going to want to use because it I don't know. It it, it's just easier to press the button most of the time. (laughs) It's easier to just push the button to talk instead of dealing with all of the the setup and the first part of your transmission getting cut off and the, the delay.
0: Just it's Just easier to push the button. the button. Just press the button.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not saying there aren't some uses that are perfect for. Vo- I'm sure there are. Some people mm-hmm. are using it with lots of success and loving it. Probably I haven't ever heard from any of those people. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know I'm running the two-way radio store. The people that I would hear from are the ones that are are not having success with it, and they're looking for alternatives or a better way to do it. So. I'm um, maybe selectively mm-hmm. uh you know limiting my, my audience. <laughs> so you, you yeah. may find something that that uh where it works well. And please let us know if you've got a yeah. case where
0: Vox works well for you, I'd love to hear about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at two way com. The first one comes from Elaine. And Elaine is commenting on episode 175. This is when we were talking about – this is the pe- previous episode. We were talking about the Ocean KG 935G plus GMRS radio, the new one that just came out.
1: Thanks to everyone
0: that purchased one of
1: those. It was a very mm-hmm. successful launch and uh, everyone – the feedback is, seems to universally be great on it. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what Elaine's going to say. <laughs> well, you might be pleased to hear this. Okay, good.
0: Okay. Elaine says, I received my 935G Plus very quickly and really like it. It blows my mind about the channel wizard. It brought back memories of programming a Yaesu radio. I had to mark three places in the manual for the frequency, tone, and memory. Oh, have you ever programmed an Asden radio? We've come a long way with quality and price on two-way radios. Um, and that's from Elaine. I mean, we appreciate that, Elaine. Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised that... At first, when I was looking over some of the feedback in some of the forums and the groups and things like that, they they're saying, "Wow, well, the 935G+, plus, what does this have that the 935G doesn't? Like, uh, I don't think they really read that. <laughs> really you think know what? I, I they think really it, read the, it, the it features list. I think it's probably uh, our
1: fault for not... I mean, we really need to put uh, out a video or something showing how the channel wizard works because just putting it in our blog post and mentioning it in the description that we have a channel wizard, you really have to see it, I think. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think we're working on a video about that. So um, maybe uh, that will help people that are are trying to decide if they should buy the 935G or the 935G+. plus. Well, I think the channel wizard is a really good – Feature.
0: I think, I think it's, it's one of the best too. features yeah. of this. And I don't, there's no other radio. I, we talked about this last week, when I was saying I don't think there's any other radio out there that has something like this uh, until now. I expected it to go over really big and, and people would say, yeah, yeah, this is great. It's it. Now, Elaine did. She, she recognized the value of well, the I channel wizard re- right away. We barely had
1: time for people to get their radios and, and, Things like that. So I, th- I think we're going to see a lot more positive feedback on, on Channel Wizard. Well, we I, I think along. the
0: problem is that that they didn't really realize what it is, you know, or what it exactly. does. That That's exactly. what it comes down to is like, okay, Channel Wizard, I really don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> maybe that, that term doesn't mean what I think it means. I mean, you know a, a lot be? of the
1: questions <laughs> that we get from people about – <laughs> the 935G and other GMRS radios is how do I add a channel? It's it's you know, something related to adding a channel directly from the radio. And it, it's,
0: it's not the easiest thing. No. But now it's easier. Well, it's a lot easier now. It really is. And if you haven't had a chance to go check out the KG935G Plus or the Channel Wizard, no, we have a... Uh, a video coming up, I think that Tommy's working on, that shows how the channel wizard works, shows it in action, explains how easy it is. I think once people see that video, they're going to realize, wow, this is a game changer. And uh, the days of the Baofeng UV5R frustrations and, and frustrations with most of those other radios trying to program from the keypad are are, are gone, in my opinion. Um, our next one comes from Ralph, and um, Ralph, he's responding to the um, the Ocean KG-XS20G+. We did an episode on that um, a couple of episodes prior, and he wants to know, is the new Ocean KG-XS20G+, a super heterodyne radio or a radio on a chip unit? I was thinking about purchasing this unit. However, due to its relatively low cost, I suspect that it is a a radio-on-a-chip unit. That's not a deal-breaker, but I just wanted to know before I did anything. FYI, I think that Ocean should consider including the programming cable for a few more bucks. I think that potential buyers would appreciate that. Without the programming cable in the box, the radio is somewhat incomplete. Thanks, and that's from Ralph. Uh, well, first of all, the um, KGXS20G
1: series, both the Plus mm-hmm. and the original radio, are system-on-a-chip or radio-on-a-chip type radios. Um, so they are they're not super heterodyne. I think that, in general, super heterodyne radios are better than the system-on-a-chip radios. But there there is a lot of variance in the um, SOC-type radios. Mm-hmm. Motorola makes... Um, their XPR series, I believe are SOC radios. They're, they're not super they and, and They're direct conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they are very, very, very good radios. So the way direct conversion is implemented makes a big difference also. Um, so don't let it you know, read reviews, listen to what other people say about the radios. So don't just say it's a, Radio on a chip. So or it's direct conversion. It's it's inferior A lot of people are very happy with the there's Radios. Yeah,
0: I have one in in my car. I have uh, the the original in the xs20g in my uh, car and I listen to it quite a bit and uh, Sometimes they even transmit on it, too um, so And it's been fine for me. I've had no issues with it, so um, I'm good with it. And I don't, for me personally, I don't see a need to upgrade to the Plus uh, at this time uh, for the XS20G. But uh, that's because you know what I do with my radio is just I just listen and talk every once in a while. For some folks that use it a lot. They might find more value in, in the Xs twenty G
1: plus, but it's still going to be SOC
0: either way. Yeah, and either way. Now to answer his his follow up question about the programming cable, including it in there. Um, it sounds like a great idea, but uh, really in reality, um, most for two reasons. I, I don't know that it's really going to be the the optimal bundle because. First of all, a lot of people that have these radios, they will have other radios too. Some of them will. They already have cables. Now, granted, this takes a different cable than than the, the handheld ones, but um, just the same, there are a ton of these cables floating around out there. A lot of people have them already, so I don't know if it's really going to be adding extra value to the radio per se to bundle it in. The second reason is because... This radio, for the most part, doesn't really need that much programming. From
1: from right, the it, this is a software. GMRS radio, and yeah. and the repeater channels are already in there, so it's sort of set up to where most people, even if you're using repeaters, you're just going to find the repeater in your area, mm-hmm. change to that repeater channel, and add a tone through the menu, mm-hmm. and you're good to go. The the people that are going to be programming it are are going to be I would say more advanced users that are um, maybe a smaller percentage of the overall user base, but they're, you know, that may be adding ham repeaters and things like that in. And even that you can do directly from the
0: keypad. Yeah. Well, you can clone the channels that are in there. All 30 channels are in there already that you're going to be transmitting on. And if you need to, to create another channel with a special, you know with with a uh, particular tone or code on it for maybe a repeater or something or or to uh to do anything else with um you can just basically clone that that frequency to that channel and you're and, you're done it's, and it's if you want to add
1: deal. uh like an amateur channel or a listen only channel that's that's outside of GMRS you can go to frequency mode mm-hmm. tune to the frequency and then add the channel from there um it's so not complicated really and adding the cable with the radio, we've discussed this. And the, those ocean cables are not cheap cables. I mean, they have a uh, Silicon Labs chip, and uh, they it would probably add about ten dollars to the cost of every radio, at least to put to 12, that
0: ten to twelve dollars at to, least, yeah,
1: yeah, to include the cable in there. Uh, and it just doesn't seem like it's worth it to make everybody pay ten dollars extra.
0: When, get- when a lot of them aren't ever going to use it. Right. For one reason or another. That, that was sort of um, our
1: calculation for why. Yeah. Um, to, to not
0: include it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions in this episode. Send in your comments and questions for Danny Anthony or myself to show at buy 2 com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at 2 com. And, of course, you can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or wherever you find your podcasts. And you can subscribe by email as well. Just click the subscribe by email button on the Two-Way Radio Show podcast page at twowayradioshow.com, enter your email address, and you'll get the latest episode of the Two-Way Radio Show as soon as it's released. And uh, that's that's all you have to do. All right, I guess it does it for this uh, episode. Uh, Before we go, any final comment? I think we covered it. I think we covered it pretty well. Very well. <laughs> Looking at the time here. Wow. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy2way Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. You know, that includes, uh, includes Vox Enabled headsets as well and radios and radios wow. everything yeah five percent you, mm-hmm. you, na- you name it
1: any yeah. product on the site
0: use it give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com well everyone as always thanks for listening and until next time for the two-way radio show i'm rick saboya and i'm danny Feemster, and we're out